0: All right. And welcome to Draw, Lose or Draw, a weekly podcast covering all things Partick Thistle. Joining me this week to look back on our successful conclusion to our League Cup campaign, David Forrest. David, how are you?
1: Hello, I am well. Fun game yesterday. And congratulations, Cause I wasn't on last week, um, for your countdown appearance. I think the best result you could have hoped for is the fact I couldn't find anything to take the piss out of you with. Um, it's a podcast intro, and I had to just settle for what we got. But yeah, so um, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to chatting.
0: Thank you, David. I think somebody said to me on Twitter it was the, the equivalent of getting Celtic or Rangers away in the cup, and it was exactly that. We we got we we, we maybe we scored a goal. I'll say we got a consolation goal with the the most points against them, but um, and we kept it sort of semi-respectable. And threw the keeper up at the end with Sandover, but I it was a bit of a doing.
1: You beat you beat me, like I was sitting there going, I was like, yeah, I couldn't even laugh at you because I was getting like fours and fives and you were pulling out sixes and sevens.
0: Like fuck's sake, man. And a couple of eights, David.
1: <laughs> I know, I know.
0: Don't forget them. Jamie McDonald's here. Jamie, how are you?
2: Yeah, I'm not too bad. It was a very enjoyable game yesterday for the League Cup. Obviously, sometimes games can get accused of being a bit boring or dragging or whatever, but I thought it was a pretty entertaining game. It was good to see a lot of you goal scorers.
0: Yep, it was. We'll get to yesterday, uh, Saturday's game, in a moment, but we'll start with the Fraserburgh game, Fraserburgh game midweek, which was a 2 0 success. And Jamie, I'll come to you first on that one. What were your thoughts on that one?
2: I thought, again, it was actually quite an enjoyable game. We completely dominated it. I mean, not too that we probably should be dominating games of like that. Or well, we should be dominating games of like that against Highland League opposition. And I'd love to see what the possession stats were because I tried to find them, but the BBC didn't have them, annoyingly, because I thought that we. Had like something like seventy-five percent possession, maybe even more. But we could have won that game by a lot more, and should have. The finishing was a bit questionable at times. they we did pull off one or two good saves, but at the end of the day, we got two goals, kept a clean sheet, and it helped us progress to the next round. So, not too many complaints. David, your thoughts on the Fraserburgh
0: game?
1: Yeah, much the same as Jamie. It's one of these things that like, both the Fraser Brown Munros game after like the Comanot draw, we kind of set ourselves up. Was that all you need to do is win these two games, and that's the most terrifying prospect for us. All you need to do is win these two really winnable games. Um, so it was kind of like you're kind of half thinking we should be putting like six or seven past them, um, but as well as that kind of being like, oh fuck, they might absolutely, they might just get a one Coulter or something like that, and you know, absolutely make our lives misery. Um, but I mean for the the daft heat that was going on that day. It's still pre season. I think it I think it was the best that you could really have hoped for in the conditions. Uh, we we completely dominated the game. Probably could have scored more, but didn't but we didn't really look threatened at any point. People got to run out and we we played some really exciting play. And I know again it's against like a Highland league team. I mean saying that Highland League champions, you know, aren't necessarily the huddies that they would have been 10, 15 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're still a well-drilled team. And we we struggled in years gone by with well-drilled teams. I mean, look at our record against our broth yep. about how we they were well-drilled and they knew how it, knew, knew our pressure points used to stop us. And years gone by, we may not necessarily have won that game just purely because people, you know, teams knew how to get to us, but they didn't get to us. And yeah, it was it was a fun game. I don't envy anyone sitting in that heat, to be fair, but a fun game.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, David. I think it's easy to sort of dismiss these two games as games we should have won, and nothing to write home about. But as you say, in the past, even last season and in the League One season, and I know Fraser Brown and Trozer are in leagues below us this season, but we have struggled against teams at Farhill who have sat in. You think back to the Morton game last season, there was a couple of other nil-nils. Back to the League One season, Stan Barton, Peter Head at home, really did struggle and without Tiffany and the squad in those two games to rack up six goals and an absolute ton of chances across both of them I think is really encouraging. One player that did get on the score sheet yesterday signed in between games Danny Mullen. David are you happy with that signing?
1: Yeah it feels like it's it was kind of a bit of a left field for me when I heard the name being bandied about a couple of hours before he signed. Um, He's got a he's got a proven record that you know, other clubs like Dundee and stuff like that. And he um I believe he scored in the playoff against Comanach to relegate Comanach Um so he clearly he can score goals and I think it's he offers something different from Graham. He offers something different from Weston and Dowds as well up front. And yeah it's it's one of those things where like we have often heavily relied on Graham. Like having other people who do who offer different roles similar to like Rudding with Graham is is really really good you kind of need to vary it up because again going back to our, our point about people sitting in and we figuring us out we need to be less figureoutable that's not a word but you know what i mean um <laughs> so like no absolutely not but um but yeah like we we need to have sort of alternatives we need to just not be one-dimensional and we need to be able to be sort of more malleable and be able to change us up and having someone like Mullen with Graham is really you know, is really good. And again, it's one of those things where like we relied on Graham a lot last year and when he didn't show up or when you know there was no well or whatever, we really struggled. So having someone like Dowd and now Mullen in there gives you hope that you know it's not gonna be like last season.
0: No, I agree, and I think as well, you think of a guy like Weston. And I don't think you want to get to the stage where you're relying on Weston for goals because I think at the end of last season we were relying on Allegra and Jakubiak when Graham um, sort of dried up and had some sort of COVID problems, some fitness problems and you don't want to be relying on, on low knees. Low knees, I think, if you're bringing in teenagers as low knees if they work out it should be a bonus rather than what you're relying on. So if you get I'd say three strikers who you'd with Dowds, Graham, and, and now Mullen, that you'd be happy if any of them started. I think it takes a bit of pressure off guys like Weston and, and anyone else we're bringing in on loan at that age. Jamie, are you happy with the Mullen signing? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that signing.
2: He's one that I mentioned on Twitter that I think we maybe would have looked for and um, I'm glad we've got we gone with him. We've obviously got Dundee's he was top scorer last season for them. I think he turned down a deal. I'm not entirely sure why he left, but I'm glad that we picked him up and does offer something a bit different to someone like Graham Dowd, something maybe a bit more similar to Weston. He's a bit smaller, a bit quicker, probably, but uh, obviously he's more experienced than Weston. And I think it'd be someone that one of those players that gets you five to ten league goals in a season that kind of probably compliments Graham, who you're assuming would be the top scorer. And oh yeah, I think it's just a good signing, and I'm, I'm pleased with it.
0: Yep, and as, we, as I said earlier, he did get off the mark, and yesterday, Saturday's four to Victor Rover Montrose. Jamie, what did you make of that one?
2: Yeah, like we've mentioned at the start, I think that it was a very entertaining game, especially for kind of an early game. These preseason games aren't always the most exciting to watch, even if they are, you know, officially competitive. But I thought it was a really good game to watch and we had a bit of a different squad lining up this one. It was Dan Brown that came in, going ahead and Akinola and Knox and then Fitzy was starting on the wing and it was great to see him grab a goal in the second half. You could really see what it meant to him and I'm glad to see him get a start as well. He gets some game time and it's great we've got all these options out wide this season. You know, Lawless who I think looks very sharp and Fitzy and obviously Tiff when he gets back from injury apparently he was training today so that's good to hear and if we've got all these options out wide compared to last season when we literally had Tiff as the only out and out winger that we could really rely on it's you know, no bad thing and I'm really looking forward to the like, this season. I think we've signed well and Obviously, two fullbacks as well. Getting a well, host not a fullback this season, but getting on the score sheet yesterday as well. Good to see McMillan get his first vessel goal. And Kevin Hope for free kick. Yeah, I Haven't seen it back. He did look maybe he keeps another a little bit better. I don't know. Maybe it was a good strike, and I'm being harsh. But I don't know if that'll be Kevin Hope to stake a claim with free kicks as well as penalties this season. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it was a good, it was a good game.
0: David, I know you look for for little eccentricities when you go to to football games. So both teams finishing with. With 10 men, despite the fact there were no red cards shown and a outfield player finishing in goals. Must have been absolutely thrilling for you yesterday.
1: Oh, Christmas in July, Matt. I, I was so excited when I seen him coming off. I'm like, is he coming off? And I was like, today. And I couldn't, but I, could, I immediately looked to the bench to see who the sub-goalkeeper was and I couldn't see anybody in a goalie kit. And I was so excited because, yeah, absolutely. It's one of those weird quirks. Who are like, and he, At that point, I was like, we could get 10 here. Is you cannot feel goal clearing goal fucking put 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 the, put the put into them absolutely. But yeah, no, it was it, it was a very odd game um, from that perspective. Uh, it was it was very fun. It's kind of th- these these games are in a bit of a weird sort of gray area where the, the team aren't up to full fitness, so they can sometimes look a bit sluggish and look not playing at the pace that they normally would say or you know, October, November, whatever, but. I say this is probably the most convincing we've looked in a league cup group since what well, maybe
0: This season s- we get relegated.
1: Season- <laughs> <laughs> you fucking take out my mouth. But like, yeah, it's one of those things where like that's actually really quite fun to watch. But it's also one of those looking back on it, you enjoy it more than you do at the time, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then when you realise, oh, we've won four, two, whatever. It's 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 really fun to go back and watch these games and. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I, I was delighted that uh, Fitzpatrick and Mullen both got off the mark because how many people do we have that come and they just don't score and like it goes by? I mean, you mentioned Jakubiak and Allegra uh, last time. I mean, we it was a running joke with me and Rafael Jack about waiting for Jakubiak to score because it was, you know, it would been game after game and he just didn't score and we thought he's going to get one and then he missed that chance. And it's kind of one of those things where you don't want to be five games in, you've still not scored and all that, so having people getting on the score sheet and getting their accounts opened early is great, because ultimately, I think one of the things that's going to help us in, in terms of winning the t- winning the league this season, if we, if we want to do that, is we need to have options for goals from other places, so I mean we've had like Millen and McMillan, McMillan was really really good as well, over the League Cup as well, I'm really excited by him Um, and you know, you've got no, McMillan scored in today. He nearly scored a second one as well um, shortly after. Even Banzo was up in the box yesterday. It was it was wild. Like there was people were chipping in and trying to get chances and stuff like that. And like ultimately, yeah, you have like an, an 18, 19 goal striker or whatever. But you don't win leagues with 18, 19 goals. You need goals from everywhere. And having players in every field, in every every position in the park, basically, who can score, whether it's Holt or Millen or McMillan in defence or the midfielders or, you know, or people up front scoring is really, really promising and exciting. And, like, yeah, this is the perfect game for them to just kind of get some goals under their belt and get people up and running. And, yeah, it, it made me very, very excited.
0: Absolutely. There was one player I thought was really good yesterday, uh, I'd say in flashes rather than the full 90 minutes, but I thought Cole McKinnon was excellent. Um, he played a really good ball through to McMillan for the first goal, actually. He reminded me a bit, and I know some Fistle fans probably won't like this comparison because he wasn't universally popular, but it reminded me of a little bit of Rhys Cole, just the sort of technique in his passing. He was a sort of different level technique. He, he kicks a ball differently from, from everyone else in the pitch, and it was uh, it was still really assured, especially in the first half performance from him. We're going to go on to... Um, selection choices and selection headaches that McCall might have I mean he's definitely one of them I'm just going to come in and ask you all who is the standout player then in our, our League cup group
1: it's a, it's a
0: it's an incredibly
1: tough question which is great that you can because I mean you look at it you're like oh well Harry Millen's been brilliant and you've got all oh, mcmillan has been in and about scoring goals as a defender he's sort of replicating a bit that sort of whole last season getting goals early and stuff like that and you're like, Cole McKinnon came out of nowhere. And, like, I mean, how mental is it that people were talking about how, oh, Banzo might not be the first name in the team sheet anymore? Can you imagine, like, three, four months ago, someone saying, oh, Banzo might not be assured of his squad's position, <laughs> like, next season? It's mental. Like, it's... And But Cole McKinnon's came in and he's absolutely grasped the, the mantle and just, you know, completely ran with it. Then you've got Graham as well. I mean, Graham is, what, is he in three goals now? Did he get one, I guess, Fraser bro? Did he play against Fraser?
0: <laughs> got one against Fraser, but I think he's on two.
1: So he's on two um, already. And yeah, I mean, yeah, like, you know, you, you could say Fitzy fit, and Lawless have just picked up from where they were when they left us. And then even like the young kids like Xander McKenzie and that when they've came on, they've been brilliant as well. Um <sighs> <laughs> it's a really tough question.
0: far too positive. We're going to have to get scudded at the weekend. To oh, oh, I
1: know, I know. Um, I'll I'll go for McMillan. I really, really like yeah. McMillan. I think all the eyes were on Millan and McMillan has turned up. I mean, you can see the same about Muirhead to be fair as well, but yeah, I'll probably see McMillan. Yeah, it's a good
2: call. Jamie? Yeah, well, David, the name mentioned at the end there, Muirhead was one that I was thinking of. I mean, he's been quite a... Surprisingly good signings, a good real leader on the pitch, and you know, he's really making it's taking a claim for a first choice centre back role. And it wouldn't surprise me if he did start against Dundee on Saturday, and you would deserve to. But I'm probably going to give the best player to watch just being Harry Mountain. I've just really enjoyed watching him, especially that Kamaraka away performance. He's been really, really good, very positive, great going forward, you know, very assured defensively. And hopefully, yesterday he was only taken off as a precaution, you don't want to think at all about him. Potentially been injured, but I cannot wait to watch him and Tiff in the left hand side of the season, praying that Tiff stays and Milton's not injured. So yeah, I think that'll be a really good watch.
0: The thing about the fullbacks, and I think what's hindered Scott Tiffany for um, games last season was if you've only got one flank of the pitch or one area of the pitch where you're threatening, it's easy for a team to double triple mark people out of the game. If you've got attack and threat coming from both of your fullbacks, left back and right back. It's so hard to counter that from the other team. If it was just Harry Mellon down the left, he could block that side. If it was just Mac, Mac, Jack McMillan down the right, he could block that side. The fact that it's both of them, they're getting the space that they need to be effective. And it's also probably what's helping Jack, I'd say helping Jack McMillan more at the moment, because I think the the eyes were on ha, Harry Mellon to be the attacking force. But McMillan's been, been just as good, really, which is maybe a wee bit of a surprise, but yeah, I'm gonna go with David. I think Jack McMillan would be my standard. He's done it across all four games. Last thing on the League Cup before we move on to the Dundee game: Are we happy with our growth at home as the last 16 tie, David?
1: I mean, we we kind of went through the um, we, we went through the sort of options, and I'm I'm assuming Aberdeen went through. I don't have Premier Sports, but I'm assuming they'd they beat Rafe over some something. They yeah, did. right. Okay, hi. Uh, so we went for, and I was kind of like, oh, well. I, I quite like it in a way they like Hearts or Aberdeen in a way. Aberdeen's probably would have been my preferred one because I don't know if they're in the best of shape at the moment. But, I mean, it's a home tie against a team in our league. And by the time it happens, you know, we don't know what our bro are going to be like um, this season. Are they going to repeat last year's home? We don't know. But we haven't beaten them in 21 years. So, you know, always ways in the back of your mind. I Of the options, it's probably the best one we could have got.
2: Jamie, you happy? Yes, similar to what David said. Looking at the options, I both at home, probably the best tie we could have gotten. It's a home tie against somebody in our own league. And despite David saying we've not been in the 21 years, that's an atrocious start. even though we've not been in the league with them. Too, we're not sure the league for too many of those years. It's still a bad stat. So it's
0: got in end sometime. Yeah, there's there's enough games in there in the last few years, which does make it a bad a bad start. Um, I think what's good about the league cup, we are only two games away from Hamden now, um, so that should add a bit of extra incentive onto that game. Now I'm looking forward to that last sixteen tie, but we do have the return of league football before then, and we start up at Dens Park on Saturday. Jamie, I'll ask you this one: Do you see us sticking with the the four-three-three slash four-one-four-one shape that we've adopted in the League Cup so far? Do you think that'll be the preferred shape for the
2: the start of the league season? I mean, yeah, you'd assume so. It's worked well in the League Cup group stages, and I don't see any reason to change it going into the league. To be honest, I know my was a big fan of at the four-four-two and having two strikers up front, but I think as only having one up front, it's not like taking away much of our first going forward. To be fair, I think we looked good going forward. I know it's maybe not against always against the best opposition, but even against Premiership side so like at the second half we look pretty good going forward. And I don't, yeah, I don't see any reason for the shape to change. And I think you'll just have a selection headache for some of the positions, especially but in midfield, like we were saying. Who's going to get dropped? Is it going to be Banigan? Going to be McKinnon, Doc, Turner? I think the one I think will be guaranteed to be starting will probably be Doc because McCall definitely like sees him as the captain as a kind of a st- staple on the team and I can't see him getting drops and Ike Turner will probably be starting as well so i am likely be between Barry and McKinnon to see who starts at the other two but it's a good it's a good problem to have
0: yep we do have we do look like we've got I'd say maybe four or five places up for grabs in the team David the first one uh, Jamie Sneddon and David Mitchell have shared the gloves uh, two games a piece in the League Cup group. Who do you think is going to start in goals on Saturday?
1: I think it has to be Sneddon. Like I, I, I as much as we love playing the uh, A1 and A2 goalkeepers, you know, it should be Sneddon. I, I want Sneddon to be the main goalkeeper and have David Mitchell as backup. I, 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 I cannot be more blunt about it than that. Um, yeah, like Sneddon, all the way.
0: Jamie do you agree?
2: I think Sneddon will start as our number one goalkeeper and he'll have the gloves to start off of the season. I can't see can't see him being dropped to be honest for the opening league game and I could just be up to Mitchell to try and fight his way into the team and Sneddon gives him a poor runner for him, injury, suspension, whatever, which we hope doesn't happen, obviously. And Mitchell's a very good backup to have as a second choice option.
1: Uh, one thing I will say for um Mitchell is that he, he very much has the fiscal keeper DNA because he was pulling out some mad shit yesterday. Uh, it was like a Superman punch, or like or like well, like pretty much on the line in the penalty box. Um, there was some mad things that he was pulling off that you, you were kind of heart and mouth situations at times. But he did pull off some really good saves as well. So he very much is is a fiscal keeper in that in that sense, I would say. But I'm going for Sneden.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll agree with Sneden. I don't think he's done enough to get dropped yet. I think his form did maybe tail off the last couple of weeks or the maybe last five or six weeks of last season, but it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was drop worthy form. And he's getting those games under his belt now. He's obviously nowhere near his peak. He's still a young goalkeeper, so he's still going to improve. And I would be sticking with Sneddon for now. Um, centre back, I think is the next interesting position. I think we can assume if Harry Milne is fit, which we're all hoping for. Kevin Holt's going to occupy the left centre-back spot, but the right centre-back one's an interesting one. Aaron Muirhead started the first few League Cup games. We've seen um, Akinola start, and against Montrose, Darren Brownlee also got a start. So we've got Muirhead, a- Akinola and Brownlee to choose from, to partner Holt. David, who do you think is going to get the northern Saturday? It's
1: a really, really tough one, that, because... You can make an argument for all three. Um, I think there's pros and cons to to all three, to be honest. Muirhead was brought in, and it you know, was fully admitted, he was brought in as a squad player. He wasn't meant to be a starting player, but he has made a case to be a starting player. And similarly, Brownlee was meant to come in and be a starting player, but he's also coming back from an injury, and I don't think he's quite found the form that he had before. Akinola is in a bit of a weird sort of time where he's not the Akinola he was at this time last season well um, no, a month or two later like sort of September, October sort of time but he is he's still very very good and I think he can slot in anywhere I, I think he will probably go for Brownlee but I, I, I don't know if I would I would i would possibly go for Muirhead myself but I think he might go for Brownley.
0: I think I, I'm the opposite of you that I think he's going to go for Muirhead but I would quite like to see Brownlee because if you've got He's had a couple of 90 minutes now, I think. He's had a good few appearances in the League Cup. And it is about minutes for him. If he doesn't get the minutes in the legs at competitive level, he's probably not going to get back to where he was before the injury. So I, th- I think you fling him in next to Holt.
1: Just... The, the only problem for me is see if this was like, I don't know, fucking, um, I think someone's shite like, Morton or something sort of like, I know a team that's probably not oh, going well.
0: to be beaten off Morton I
1: know yeah. I know, I know. Uh, but it's like it's literally it's Dundee like first game of the season like do you want to be using it as a minutes under the belt sort of game it's yeah. even though it's the first
0: game of the season it's a, a very important game I know I'll be, su- I'll be surprised if it's not Muirhead if Muirhead's fit I'll be surprised if it's not Muirhead I would like to see Brownlee I would be I'd say I'd be very surprised if it was Akinola because he does seem to fall in favour a little bit but again I would I'd like to see Akinola, but I I think McCall will go Muirhead. Jamie, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be Holt and Muirhead
2: starting at the back. Assuming the Muirhead's returned from injury, I think that'll be the starting pair, pairing at centre-back. And I'm not complaining, to be fair. Both of them have looked very sharp for a pre-season and uh, League Cup group stages. And yeah, I've been very pleasantly surprised by how
0: much of an impact Muirhead seems to have made. Yep. And Jamie, you mentioned this a little bit earlier. The midfield three looks very exciting. I think we're going to be safe to assume Ross Docherty is going to start at the base of a three. Um, I don't think he'll be dropped as the captain. So then it looks like it'll be two out of three in front of him out of Turner, Bannigan and McKinnon. Jamie, who do you think is going to get the nod on Saturday in those positions? I realistically think that Turner and
2: McKinnon are actually going to start. I think that Bannigan's going to be the one that gets dropped for the opening game, and it's not like a slight on Bannigan or anything. But McKinnon and Turner both played very well throughout the group stages. I mean, he would already dropped Bannigan in one of their one of the group stage games, I think, against Fraserbar And I wouldn't say Banzo had his best performance against Montrose. So he did kind of he did give away their first goal and a couple of sloppy passes and stuff. But I'm hardly saying you know, he's, he's finished and all that kind of stuff you always see, uh I just don't think he get his best game, so I can make a
0: drop of this one. I think to be fair to Banigan, he did get injured against Motherwell in the friendly, so that might have been why he was on the bench against Fraserburgh. I think Turner will start, I think he'll get the nod. I think he's probably one that deserved a mention um, in the the best players in the group. Um, he was very good in the first two games especially. I think he'll get, get the nod. I do think McCall will probably stick with Banigan um, over McKinnon, but I don't think... I think McKinnon's definitely going to get plenty of minutes under his belt this season, plenty of starts. But um, I think David mentioned earlier, it's a way to Dundee. I think Bannigan's experience um, will just get him the nod there. David, what about you?
1: No, I agree. I I think I'm just in the mentality of you just expect Bannigan to start every week and the fact that he has been challenged is unbelievable. Um, But yeah, I agree. I think it'll be Bannigan. I would probably go Turner. I really want Turner to make, I want this to be his season. I think he's amazing and can really you know, if, if he gets the time, he will he he will, he will pay dividends and I think you, you need to give him the nod here um, but I mean, McKinnon is absolutely fighting for that place as well so I, I would not be upset if McKinnon comes in because I think he, he's looked perfectly capable so far
0: And the front three, again um, I think we're going to sort of safely assume Brian Graham is going to be starting all all being well um, no injuries this week so we've got two spaces out wide um, and we've got guys like Stevie Lawless Aidan Fitzpatrick, Danny Mullen, Tony Weston some of the younger players and Scott Tiffany back from injury to choose from David who do you think is going to get the nod in those positions?
1: Um, well I think they confirmed today the open day that Tiffany is fit and will be available for Dundee so you would assume he'll slot in straight away and I'd probably I'd probably go Lawless. I'm really excited to see Tiffany and Lawless play together. To be fair, I think it's going to be great fun. But again, Fitzpatrick scored. I could absolutely see him getting the nod as well. But I, I would go Tiffany Lawless myself.
0: I'd be, to be honest, I'd be surprised if Tiffany started because I'm, I'm a hoping we've learned from last season when we rushed him back from the Achilles injury and he lasted ten minutes up at A Broth and then he was never really the same uh, Scott Tiffany again for the rest of the season. Uh, I think we might try and ease him back in. I, I'm not entirely sure how much training he's done um, before this week, but I would, my guess would be it'll be Fitzpatrick and Lawless on either flank, um, flanking Brian Graham. Jamie, what about you?
2: Yeah, I think Tiffany probably won't start just because he doesn't want to get rushed back in if he's a bit, and doesn't have the match sharpness right now. So I think that probably we'll see Brian Graham starting in the middle. I'm not too, I don't think there'll be too many arguments for him starting them. Wallace on the right, probably, or on the left, I don't know, and I'd say Pizzi on the other side. I'd be quite happy to see that front three starting on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I, I think nobody's going to be upset with the start. I'd be surprised, right, well, there's always a couple on Twitter, but I don't think anyone's going to be upset with the starting 11. I think there's 15 or 16 players, you know, we've spoken who we'd choose over, Tiffany and Lawless or Bannigan and McKinnon. I don't think he can be upset with whatever McCall chooses. I think one thing we're probably looking for this season, I don't know if either you want to come in on this, is maybe subs to be made slightly earlier if things aren't going going so well. Maybe some changes of shape slightly earlier in games if things aren't going well. Um, I think McCall's had another good transfer window. I don't think he ever really has a bad transfer window. He could maybe look to last, last January where we lost Rudden and didn't really replace him. But other than that, I think he's had really good transfer windows. I think he's had another one. And I think the thing that's maybe puts a bit of doubt in folks' mind about McCall as the the in-game substitutions, the in-game tactical moves so may, now we've got a fuller squad I don't think there's any excuse not to be making these changes earlier if we've got guys like maybe Tiffany, Dowds, Mullen, um, Weston who made a good impact against Montrose on the bench if if things aren't going well after 50-55 minutes get them on, don't wait till 10-15 minutes until the end
1: you no, know, I'd, I'd agree in that. I think one of the criticisms that we've made f- throughout McCall's tenure, to be honest, has been his sort of reticence when it comes to substitutions. I know it was a theme last season and in the League One season as well. I mean, how many times did we talk about McCall making the wrong subs or not making them at the right time or whatever? And obviously, we can all, we can all sit there and go, should I made this sub at that time and all that? And we obviously aren't, aren't the manager, but I, I, I think that's been a fairly consistent one of the few criticisms of me I had on the call is the substitutions that I would definitely like to see is would be a bit more uh, proactive with that sort of thing.
0: We will move on to our predictions for the Dundee game. And after the League Cup groups, uh, the prediction table is as follows. I'm on five points. I picked up um, three points with a 2-0 prediction against Fraserburgh and another point um, for a win against Montrose. Jamie also joined me 2-0 against Fraserburgh. And... Everyone else picked up a point for their one predictions, so I'm on five points and David, Reese and Jamie tied on six, so very close at the moment. Reese couldn't be with us, so I believe David is going to work his magic and edit in Reese's prediction here. And What a way to start the season. A way to Dundee Dens Park. It doesn't get any tougher than that and on paper it's
2: between us and Dundee. He's probably the two title favourites. You probably reckon Inverness will have a good season as well, but... I think it's going to be a tough one to call and it's probably only going to be a goal in it and I'm going to go with 2-1 Jags as i have always positive on this podcast and I think we might just edge it. it be a great game though and I see that you could be actually flying at the minute so hopefully Kevin Holt might have picked up a wee bit of how to deal with him last, for last season, we keep him quiet um, and I can see us snatching a win.
0: David, what are you going for at Dench Park on Saturday? I mean, I'm
1: really, really excited for this game um, it's it's been bubbling for about two years ever since the email went in the spam folder. It's the 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 fight is on. I think it will be pandemonium if we go ahead against them. I think we're going to take quite a few people. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Yeah, I'll, I'll go f- f- two one to thistle.
0: And your second prediction to and what role of the stand is Kevin Holt going to put Zach Ruddon into? <laughs>
1: Um, I'll I'll go raw
0: <laughs> each. that Jamie score prediction from you. I'm gonna say one nil vessel, very tight one, very tight one. I'm gonna say there's gonna be goals. I think Dundee were pretty high scoring in their league cup group. I don't think we've quite settled on our back four yet, and uh, only kept one clean sheet in the league cup group. So I think there'll be goals. I'm gonna say we're gonna edge. And the early season thriller, 3-2. So 3-2 to the Jags.
1: Is Danny oh, Mullen getting in the score sheet? Because that yeah, would be sincere. Adebayorin, the Derry or whatever they call it. It would be amazing. <laughs> I have to say, I'm, I'm a bit worried that, Jamie, there was a, there was a hesitation in your voice. I've I i I've nearly heard the word Dundee there, and I was mm-hmm. I was getting worried that you were going to break the pack there, but well done for holding the firm.
2: No, I was going to decide between 3-1 Thistle or 1-0 Thistle. So I couldn't decide if it was going to be a high-action, high-scoring game, if it was
0: going to be a tight 1-0, so I had to decide between them. Well, maybe that's why Reese isn't with us this week, because he's going to snake in a little a little Dundee victory in our voice. Noting maybe he's playing for points, but um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll finish, as we always do, with Partridge Thistle, and I'm going to ask both of you, um, what is the worst cause that you have or would give £24 to other than Dundee Football Club? Sadly, Dundee do appear to be charging £24 for adult tickets. And I saw some some very brave and valiant Thistle fans say, oh, we'll just get a concession. You know what that will be like with um, stewards uh, looking for IDs. So £24 to get to Dundee on Saturday. What is the worst thing you would give £24 to?
1: speaking as a student of glasgow university no matter what anyone says yes it is a zoom class but i am a glasgow university student so get me my fucking concession right now um i i struggled with this one (laughs) um but i I just want to put it out on record that i am a student dundee football club um i can i can send you the confirmation emails if you want um but i am a student so I, i want a concession
0: and I'm seven years old. I can I can find those papers as <laughs> well as Andy if you want to see them. Uh, Jamie, what about you? I don't
2: I don't know twenty four points either. It's very random, mate. But probably some stupid overpriced thing on a holiday that I bought. I don't know. I'm always I'm back to my usual form of partridge festival. So I'm gonna be it's
0: gonna be another struggle season. We're gonna have to start deducting points off the prediction table for for non-partridge thistle answers. That that's gonna be the the policy starting from next week. I'm gonna say as somebody. Um, who did recently. We've gone back to back at golf and majors with picking, and, picking and winners. Um, thank you, Cam and Matt Fitzpatrick for your for your services. Um, I do often bet, just out of bet with my heart on Jordan Spieth. So I've I've definitely lost at least twenty four pounds in the last few years on on Jordan Spieth. And I also do sadly on this the season twelve Doctor Who box set, which contains the Timeless Children. So I've I, I think that costs probably in the ballpark. I'd, I'd say in the ballpark of twenty four pounds for that box set. So uh, either betting on Jordan Spieth, or, or the right to own the timeless children on a, a physical copy. David, have you got an answer
1: yet? I, I think so. I mean, to be fair, I've I've been to this place once in about three years now. Um, I I have very specific things that I boycott. Um, and Weddlespoon is one of them. Um, I've been to one spins since the pandemic happened because my pal was skint and couldn't afford any other pubs and I didn't want to shell out for a night of drinks on him. Um, I in a past life um, back when in the housing days of not <laughs> getting a disease if you, you stand too close to people, um, I used to frequent Witherspoons quite a bit, Crystal Palace um, at, at, next to Central Station and stuff like that. So I most definitely will have paid. For a round, usually we go to a gig round the corner and we go to Crystal Palace so I've, I've definitely bought a round at 24 quid or whatever on there so definitely witherspoons scumbags to a man yeah I, I, I won't be doing it again
0: absolutely I think um the, the long awaited conspiracy episode that, that's going to happen right it's going to happen at some point there'll be a postponed game Something will happen. We'll do the we'll do the conspiracy episode. Uh, next up after that's the boycott episode where we just talk for about an hour about things we're boycotting. Uh, oh. Weather Spoon's definitely going to be on
1: there. Oh yeah, I, you don't things. know you don't know how long I've waited to talk about my long-held, um, at least well over a decade boycott, uh, Israel-style boycott against the Blue Lagoon. Um, <laughs> I despise them with the fire of a thousand suns. Um, yeah, so I look forward to that.
0: I look forward to hearing it as well, as I'm sure all the listeners do who have stayed with us for this long. So Jamie, David and Reese in voice note form, thank you very much for joining me. We will be back next week to look back on hopefully a successful start to, to league action and then ahead to our home game against Hamilton. In the meantime, stay safe and buy a season ticket.